What is up, everyone? Welcome to the L2R2 PlayStation Podcast. My name is Fonzie, joined by my co-host, as always, from across the pond, my bruv, another mum, Callum Monroe. Callum, how the heck have you been? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, across the frozen pond um, yeah. at the moment. We could walk um, it now. We could ice skate it. Yeah, we could, actually, yeah. I, I actually should probably say, I don't normally wear, like, beanies or anything, but I got this for Christmas, and it's quite, um, it's quite short, but you can still kind of stretch it down um but he just kind of like sits on top of my head and it keeps my my head nice and cool because obviously i don't have very much hair um so yeah it's a bit of a revelation so it's not a fashion thing that's i'm not a fashionable person is what i'm trying to say it's uh, purely <laughs> practical reasons it's pretty cool i'd say you got the drip going as the kids say or the riz <laughs> yeah i've heard them say yeah <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> yeah how you been how's, how's your week been yeah, it's been good. Yeah, um, had a nice relaxed weekend. Um, playing lots of games. Busy week at work. Second week back at work. I think so. Um, been intense, but um, it's been good uh, to kind of. Well, I say good. It's just you know trying trying to get back into the routine of having to go to work. It's very difficult after Christmas, but um, but yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I've been playing lots and lots of games actually to the point where. I feel like I might be pushing myself into one of those like lulls because I'm I'm kind of getting a bit overwhelmed with wanting to play everything all at once. So um, I need to need to calm down a little bit and just uh, pick my pick my shots a little more. Yeah, this is often same for me where I kind of start catching up on stuff. Like always during that holiday, and then there's always sales on stuff, you know, right mm. and then. So like I'll pick up a bunch of stuff and then not play them. But um, yeah, I did jump into a little bit of i've been super excited for this game i haven't bought it yet just played the demo luckily there was a demo but it's prince of persia mm. the lost kingdom or something but it's a 2d yeah. side scrolling have you seen any footage from that yeah i had no interest in it at all when it was first kind of revealed i haven't really been into prince of persia since the ps2 games um but yeah since it's come out it's reviewed really well and it actually does look quite fun but it's one of those where because it wasn't really on my radar and now it's come out and it is supposed to be good it's i've still got so many other bloody things that um i can't afford to budge off of my list of games i need to play which is increasing daily as well like it's but that, that, that already they slipped through the cracks so i have to try and uh again tamper myself a little bit i'd say um if you do end up like not wanting to play all the stuff that you do have it's there that demo is up there it's free and it's a good chunk of of what that experience is and it's just this cool side-scrolling platforming yeah. there's these uh really enjoyable fighting mechanics in it it makes me really want this world done or this kind of style done with uh, a god of war where you're because mm, yeah. that original god of war still it almost felt like when i think about it it almost felt just side-scrolling because there's times where it does force you in that format that, mm. then it opens up and, and stuff but i would love to see them do that kind of vibe with god of war yeah, I think that could be really cool. I think it, it, it's nice to kind of get a good game like that because the, the only games, you know, in big series like that I can really think of is like the Assassin's Creed side-scrollers, which I don't think were very well-received. I never played them, but um, yeah. um, so it's, it was always a cool idea to kind of have that. kind. Of, and I think Prince Persia maybe is relatable to Assassin's Creed in some ways. Um, so I think, yeah, it, it's nice to see a game like that come out and do it especially because nobody it's always nice to see it when it's a surprise as well i don't think anyone expected it to be as good as it as it was um so it's a nice kind of feel good story as well right yeah and uh i mean 
Prince of Persia, it's like the last one I played, I can't even remember. One would say it was like the PS3 360 era. There was a, their last attempt at something. There was a remake of the original. If you remember years ago, it's like 2020, they were working on a remake and it was some other kind of obscure studio handling it and yeah. it did not look good and it was kind of put on hold and I haven't seen anything from that. But if you ever Google it, look at footage, it's it looks rough, but they mm. put it on hold. That was like three years ago. We haven't heard anything from that. Yeah, it joins the list of games in that same situation, I think. <laughs> yeah. Nice. We've been playing stuff. You know what I did watch last night was uh, the Weird Al Yankovic movie. Uh, mm. I, I think it's Weird Al Yankovic story. Yeah. I don't know if you got to see it. It's just like a, it's over the top dramatization of his life. It's not real or takes place in reality at all, but yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. Uh, dude from Harry Potter plays Weird Al. It's awesome. You got to watch it. Yeah, I remember that. Did that come out? recently or has it been out for a little bit because i remember seeing something about it a while ago but um it's one of those that i just didn't even know was out yeah it's uh, been yeah. about a year it, but it would it had this weird release where if you know the roku like streaming you know thing you plug mm. into your tv they had a deal with them where it's like only on their platform for about a year and now you can finally rent it online but um right it's just ridiculous and if you like weird al i don't know if weird al reached out to you growing up like if you have yeah that connection. yeah yeah I, I like back in the days of did, did you use lime wire like the yeah yes i remember that that was kind of weird which was one of the artists on rotation around those kind of uh that kind of era for me uh for sure as well as sort of it was all the you know that kind of age where you always like the rude stuff don't you, you always want something that's a bit rude um so I remember all the South Park songs as well, or something that I'd get, I'd download from LimeWire. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, I, I like a biopic, even if it is a bit more silly and not as grounded in reality, like you said. So um, yeah, it's probably not a bad one to check out, actually. Yeah, it's definitely not in reality at all, but it's uh, <laughs> hilarious. And when I was growing up, um, I was I'm I'm old enough to remember when uh, his stuff was actually on MTV. Like I remember. <clears throat> His parody of Beat It, uh, Eat It was yeah. on MTV as a kid. And so I grew up just being like, what is this? It's so weird. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, it's like edgy for kids because it's just like taking the piss out of something that's popular, but still done really well. But he's still yeah. stayed consistent and like relevant for, it feels like 20 years, 30 years at least. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's he's one of those kind of non-aging people, isn't he? You just look at him and he just looks like he's like a vampire or something. And I uh, find myself liking stuff like that as I, you know, move on with, uh, there's like the Lonely Island. I don't know if you've ever watched their stuff, but they're basically like the hip hop version of yeah, yeah, Weird yeah. Al where they just do rap yeah. parodies and try to get my nephews into it. And they're always just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and after a while, they're yeah. like, oh, this is actually hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I love the Lonely Island. Yeah. They're great. They are great. And there's really, I guess, you know, YouTube, it's a weird, weird, weird world now where it's like anyone can create their own parody. So maybe there's just like an oversaturation that probably is that stuff out there. But I think of, I can't name on the top of my head, like other people that are doing that. It's really like, yeah, Lonely Island. Maybe there's obscure YouTubers that are still millions of views, but it's just, I think of Weird Al. Yeah. And like I think that. it's similar, like Bo Burnham as well. True. Like he he was, obviously, and especially on YouTube, he was like one of the first there, wasn't he? Um yeah, I, lo I love Bo Burnham as well. I think he's probably the only other one, like you said. I, you know, I don't think necessarily they're the same. I think they were very different. But yeah, that same kind of like era of YouTube comedy music. Because um, I remember 
Lonely Island, like first getting big through things like YouTube. And it was back even back when people used to like Bluetooth songs to each other. I remember like everyone yeah. would be Bluetooth and like jizz in my pants or whatever. Um <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely like a classic. A, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it was just an era of like excitement around like look how easy it is to share these funny, stupid songs with each other. I mean Bluetooth, I don't know the same for you as well, but like I remember at school people just Bluetoothing stuff to each other. Um like on like your little sort of um Sony Ericsson yeah. cyber shot phones or whatever weird, <laughs> yeah. weird little clicky things um but yeah that was good good times you'd see some weird stuff though some pretty That's bad stuff too <laughs> yeah especially if you're in like high school middle school people are just trying to shock each other and yeah yeah I mean, like now, the... now kids just go on twitter and see the worst stuff you can see so yeah <laughs> i constantly it's funny as an adult where i hear my uh my nephews talk to each other and I'll you know play online with them and the stuff they say is just so wild and I'm just like hey guys remember that you guys are now growing up where this stuff is going to follow you so it's like keep that in mind you know yeah. but they just like let it fly and I'm trying to <laughs> maybe they just got to learn that lesson but it's like dude you think they yeah. would be the ones more fully aware of that but they seem to just like have no filter yeah it is quite um scary i always hope it's like because you know when you see kids nowadays they do mostly seem like normal kids i'd say um but you do worry about some of them but i guess that's always been the case isn't it i think kids right. are just weird yeah, um you know everyone hits weird. no matter who you are you always hit that point when like life hits you and then you're like oh god so well i, I say that actually you don't really you see people in their bloody like 50s and 60s <laughs> acting like crazy people so i guess it's just humans uh weird yeah it's it doesn't really go away you just stay weird no. and then yeah. eventually you die <laughs> yes ready right, calm we'll jump into some of the playstation news this week kind of light but we got some stuff that did happen that dropped uh, we got the first one it's pretty cool we're gearing up for the last of us 2 to be filmed uh this year and so we got some character reveals so we have mm -hmm. hbo's the last of Us season two cast characters revealed so far so isabella merced as dina um she was in dora the lost city of gold which was a live action dora the explorer and then the upcoming madame webb um we'll go one at a time or i'll list them all off we got caitlin dever as Abby, she's from the TV show Justified. She was in that movie, No One Will Save You, that came out recently. Young Mezzino as Jesse, he was in Netflix's Beef TV show. Um, how do you feel about the casting? Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with these people, but just like visually, how do you think they fit the role? Yeah, I think um, the the Young Mezzino one's great. Um, I really liked Beef uh, when that came out, and he's so funny in it. So I think, and, and I think just generally, like, he, he kind of has that kind of young, naive sort of vibe to him, which I think will be good um sort of when playing jesse and the other two i i don't really know them i know that caitlin i just i just only found out today that she's the voice of um is it cassie trait from uncharted oh really yeah so oh. there's some kind of connection there in uh in the kind of back end of the production i guess with sony being involved but um yeah i thought that was quite interesting but yeah i think that you know it's always difficult with um casting so the amount of times it can go either way you know if someone looks perfect then isn't very good or the other way around when someone doesn't quite you don't know how that person is going to do and then they end up you know knocking it out of the park so um but yeah it's cool to just get information because it means it's getting closer i suppose yeah i mean if you go over the 
the last the cast of the original season i mean everyone absolutely nailed it so i'm sure they're having that same showrunner the same people in charge of casting and and you know i would trust whoever they they have in here it's going to be the only thing with pet like on that with pedro pascal i love him uh, he's one of my like favorites at the moment but i find sometimes his voice sounds a little bit like elmo <laughs> i can see that and yeah, i don't yeah. and, it, and and it's one of those things where i think when you notice it you can't unhear it okay. um he's a really good actor and obviously like and in narcos like he he you know he barely speaks english in that anyway and and but he still has that kind of like, like elbow <laughs> sort of thing to it yeah um but I, I just i just wanted to say yeah something that i've always thought but never really said um <laughs> and i just thought i had to i had to go out there i don't know if it's a thing i haven't tried googling maybe if i google it there's more people i doubt it um but yeah there, there was a part in the last of the series where he's like climbing up a ladder and i think it's kind of a kind of like light-hearted conversation and, and he just and he just sounds so much like elbow um which yeah is it's just something i've noticed with him which is funny when you're playing someone like joel who's like a really gruff like right guy but i, I still love i think he nailed it but yeah, it's just funny <laughs> just has that elmo vibe to him well now i'm gonna yeah. rewatch anything he's in and just just try and listen for Elmo and hopefully not get it just stuck yeah, in my yeah, head. Yeah. Maybe a live action <laughs> Sesame Street, he could play Elmo. Yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah. Well, he's already done Mario, isn't he? In, right. In that Mario was That yeah. was brilliant. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Nice Cam. Well, yeah, we're getting close to the last of us too. Um, I do I did see um is a Caitlin Dever uh on Twitter, the original voice actress for Abby, forget her name. She's like a prominent um video game uh voice oh, actress. Uh Laura Bailey. Yeah, she reached out and yeah. she was like, "Hey, if you need a you know workout buddy," um, so it's cool to see Ooh. them like connect online. But also, like this, I'm sure they have meetings where it's like, "Hey, you're gonna get so much hate." Like, I don't know how we mm. how we focus this or or you know block you from it, but yeah, people are gonna absolutely think, hate you. Yeah, I mean, I think there will be that. Obviously, there is just all the times people are freaks. But what I'm hoping is that because let's face it, the worst people are gamers, right? They're the ones that yeah say the worst things uh, and are the worst to people um so hopefully they've kind of all not got out of their system but you know they've done they've done this now and then so it will be the new audience which will probably be like the people i know my general Cindy, who were introduced to last of us because of the series was you know generally your family people who aren't really playing games who are maybe less inclined to carry that same kind of like venom in their criticisms but i don't know i mean i hope it's i hope it is as good as it can be but yeah it's it's just such it just shows how divisive um the kind of narrative is to the that, that there's already this kind of concern about the well-being of the people playing these characters who you know do such horrible things um so yeah I, i'm not not sure but hopefully it will go as positive as it as it possibly can yeah, I'm excited to see just, you know, people see this stuff happen for the first time. And uh, I am uh, more on your side where I think this is a different crowd where they're not going to just, you know, terrorize this lady in real life online. Um, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. But we're getting close to this thing being real. So that is exciting. All right, Cal, moving on. We got the upgraded PS5 controller with hugely improved battery life spotted. This is from PushSquare.com. An improved, upgraded version of the PS5's DualSense controller appears to have leaked on Best Buy Canada's website. The listing for the product titled PS5 V2 
DualSense wireless controller promises a new the same features as the existing version but also touts an exceptional 12 hour, hour battery life uh this is nuts if it's true how do you feel about uh legit normal uh controller battery you know lifespan from playstation for the first time yeah i i like the idea of that upgrading the controller i i hope there's more than just the battery life as well i think i mean i've currently got three dual sets controllers and i can't use any of them now um they two of them have got like weird come some kind of stick problem oh. and then the other one which is working fine like the l2s like come out of the shell somehow and i can't i don't know if the haptics is like kicked out or something but something's gone on i can't even pull the l2 trigger anymore so i don't have a controller i had to use I was playing the finals uh, yesterday on my PS5, and I had to use my PlayStation Portal as the controller. Well, um, that was the only thing I could. Yeah, yeah, it works fine. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it, it's not. It's still a little different because you're holding like this big thing, and the analogs are slightly taller as well. But yeah, it, it was, it was, it was. Fun. It was kind of weird, like being able to kind of see the same thing just below me. But um, but yeah, that I I hate the dual sense. I think it sucks. Um, <laughs> it just runs out of battery all the time they break all yeah. the time they're too big for my tiny hands um they hurt my hands and yeah i just don't like them um i just on all i want is is dualshock 4 to be compatible with every ps5 game because i know it can be because I, I used to play my ps5 remotely for my ps4 sometimes and i'd so you're using a dualshock 4 when you're doing that and you're playing mm. ps5 games with vibration everything works perfectly but apparently locally you can only play ps4 games with a dualshock 4 and um i just like i don't it's probably just me that wants that so it's probably why they're not doing it but if i could get a dualshock 4 with like a USB-C port that would just cure cure everything but no everyone with their normal sized hands <laughs> getting what they want <laughs> yeah i'm sorry callum but uh yeah i mean my gripes isn't really the ergonomics per se, but it is, yeah, the battery life. And even yeah. going back to like DualShock 4, that, that also didn't have the best battery, but it was a bit more, would last longer than the DualSense, all, all the stuff it has to power, but also the LEDs in there. Can we get rid of those? I'm never looking down on my controller to see like my health status, because I know that will reflect, you know, in the LED color that comes out, like go to yeah. red if you get shot or if you're dying. It's like, I'm never looking down. Stop implementing that it looks cool but if it's draining the already mm. weak battery just why do we need that anymore i mean one one thing is as well though like i do sometimes think that maybe it's my fault that the battery runs out all the time because i i don't plug it in that often okay I well, really, yeah. <laughs> and, and i forget to but one thing i did do which did help a little bit which made me think that maybe it is my fault is i went to settings and set it to like a fairly quick timeout so there's no input it just turns off okay um so i think I, I don't know if i set it or whether it's by default but it was on to just stay on um or to stay on for like a ridiculous amount of time so what happened is i'd be playing a game put it down go do something come back an hour later and the controller would still be on um so i don't know if that was me and then i just fixed a problem i created but um it's helped me just putting that on a shorter one just so that it's a bit more efficient it just turns off it'd be nice if it just turned off when you're not using it for like 10 seconds but then just turned immediately back on as soon as you press one of the buttons um yeah like a low to... power mode kind of thing yeah i don't know why you have to like turn the ps button on every time like boot it up like can i just be in a state of like sleep and then as soon as you press a button it wakes back up yeah i mean 
We'll send um, them a letter and see if they can. Work yeah, I on might it. do actually. Yeah, I might do. And, and I'll ask if they can uh, bring a smaller one out or a drill shot. Can you make a baby one, please? Yeah. Uh, you mentioned yeah. the stick drift. Uh, that reminds me, my I was playing again with, with my nephew. I think it was like Fortnite, you know, months ago, yeah. and he was playing on his PS5. I could, you know, we we're talking over um, voice chat, and he blows into his uh, controller, and I can hear. And I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, that uh, will fix stick drift if you blow into like the sticks." I'm like, what? I've never heard this. And it's, it's just this weird old man full circle thing where it's like, that's what you did with cartridges back in the yeah, day. That was the thing that's not say, real, is it? No, that wouldn't even work. It would just like okay, add cool, moisture cool, cool. and yeah, like yeah. it would it would make it yeah. worse. Because like, where would you even be blowing like to fix the stick drift? Like, just it, somewhere you can just in see the, the outside of the stick. Hey man, that's, there's no logic here. I think he watched one TikTok and he's like, yes, I will right. do that. Okay, yeah. 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 It's, I was, I was curious. I was like, does this work? I, I, right. I've got, yeah, I'm going to have to literally buy a new controller. Um, hey. Because also I've got the problem where if I'm using my pool, that'll then run out of charge. Right. Um, and then I have nothing. But to be fair, I have been playing, um, trying to revive my PC a little bit. Um, so I think I've got a squeaky toy. <laughs> Disarm that. There we go. It's like, Father, I brought you a document. Here you go. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been trying to play on my PC a bit more. I bought a new CPU yesterday. So um, and I say that I was kind of forced to go on my PC because of the controller situation. Um, and whilst I was there, I've um, just been enjoying it. So I hope I'll get a bit more use out of out of it now, now that I'm too lazy to go get a controller. Well, Calum, you're in luck, and it's a, a superb segue into our next story. Here we got Helldivers 2 gets PC slash PS5 crossplay at launch. This is coming out February 8th. Uh, I'm just stoked for this game, mm. and it's the, the closer we get to it, um, I'm just excited. And so that's really why, why I wanted to talk about it. But mm. where is your interest in this Helldivers game coming out? Yeah, I think it looks amazing. Um, it, it looks suspiciously good, though, I think. There's something... Mm. I don't know whether it's just my pessimism but i like loved hell divers as well but it, i don't know it just seems a bit too good to be true um there's there's i just feel you know you just feel like like what's the catch like is it gonna right. be is it gonna be like no content is it gonna be locked behind pails are gonna be like battle pass and weird annoying stuff like that because it's never perfect is it you always get a game and you're like oh why do they do it this weird annoying way whilst everything else is like fine so Hopefully it's really great. Uh, if it is really great, I, I can see it as a game that's really going to... I've been looking for like a good game to play for a few months, like on and off for a while. Um, so hopefully this will be it. Um, and yeah, the crossplay is great because I primarily game on PlayStation, um, as you know, and but I've got friends who game on PC, so it'd be nice to be able to play with both of them. Yeah, and I, I don't have much experience with the original. Um, it was the same thing where I know it looked cool, but I just never jumped in. And this kind of upgrade in its style um, just really calls out to me. I don't know if this is free to play. I think this is an actual like $50, yeah, I think $60 it's, release. Yeah, right? yeah, I think it is. So that does give me hope that maybe they're not going to shove in the really annoying, you know, yeah. just features of those kind of games where you can hopefully you get it there's it's content you know rich with what you're what you're buying at least mm -hmm. early on and then there's there's cosmetic stuff you know fine but um yeah. it looks red yeah it does it looks awesome yeah i'm really excited nice and that's coming out pretty darn soon move on Callum. we got now a recap we're gonna start um just get a good recap of what 
PlayStation has possibly coming up in 2024. And really the focus is what are the first parties up to? What do we know they've done recently? What can we theorize? Maybe what's coming down the line? And um, I do like to do this every, you know, when we're doing the pod before, I like to do this once a year to just to like refresh, like, hey, you know, who's all now part of the group, at least with the big first party stuff? What are they doing? What's a scuttlebutt? What's a rumor tied to each studio right now? And then just kind of go over that. But we will start in pretty much alph- alphabetical order. So we got Ben Studio which is our first one up, uh, Sony Bend Studio. They're based out of Bend, Oregon, known for the Siphon Filter series, Uncharted Golden Abyss on Vita, and Days Gone, of course. Um, so their last release was in 2019, Days Gone on PS4. They did a PC port in 2021, and there was a PS5 free update in 2020. So this April, Days Gone will be five years old. Um, another little blurb here we got in 2021, Bloomberg's Jason Schreier reported that Bend Studio pitched Days Gone 2 to Sony in 2019, but was shot down Sony Ben has confirmed they're working on a new original IP set in an open world. How do you feel about all of this? Them taking a, possibly a new IP or definitely going on into a new IP, not handling Days Gone again because you know maybe they don't have the choice anymore. But what yeah. do you think we could see from them? Did they said they said something on Twitter, didn't they? Recently, bend. They like did. I didn't pull that tweet. Amb- it- yeah, some kind of like ambiguous thing. It didn't really mean anything other than that making a game, which I think we all, we all that's, knew that's what Yeah, what the tweet do. was, it literally <laughs> said, like, we're cooking. You know, somebody right. asked, like, what's what's the status on the new thing? So Oh, okay, oh, okay. So it's not like they, they just went out purposely. It was like in reply to somebody. Yeah. Um, okay, that's less cringy then, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I really like Bend. I, I liked Days One, didn't finish it. I plan to um, play it again, especially now on PS5. Also, I've heard it's 60 FPS and doesn't have it a horrible chat. I did try that. And yeah, so I'd like to play again. I thought it was a cool game. Um, I think it's quite... I think one thing that kind of jarred a lot of people, but I didn't really mind, was the kind of story stuff is, is quite disconnected from when you're playing the game. Um, like things like when you go to a cutscene, it'll suddenly just, like, it'll even show you like that it changes to like nighttime or something, and then you have a cutscene that's really specific for that right. current you know thing going on um which i think is cool because i think sometimes i'm playing remnant 2 at the moment and i think sometimes like when you go and speak to somebody and the cutscene is essentially just you speaking to them and just like tapping through dialogue and all that kind of stuff it's quite nice to have a game that also wants to use cutscenes and um things like in in that way so i i kind of appreciated that about it um but yeah i'd like to go back to it it was pretty cool game and yeah it's a shame that they won't be doing a sequel but um they're clearly you know a great studio so fingers crossed whatever they're doing is is cool yeah i mean they i think they really nailed the open world in days gone i mean i didn't Mm -hmm. see a lot of criticism with that um traversing the world was fun when you have your different you know you have your motorcycle just maintaining the issues with that and, and gas and whatnot upgrades and the horde system was really interesting and i yeah i didn't like how long it took to get to see these like crazy you know piles of of zombies running against you or at you but uh yeah. i'd like to see maybe that i don't know if they're going to do the same kind of but i'd like to see that mechanic carried over in some way just like throwing maybe a bunch of you know characters on screen um i wonder if they're still going to implement something like that in this next game but um yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited to see what they do days gone never it didn't really hit for me but i have this feeling a lot with games where it's like okay this one isn't for me but i'm really excited to see what they do learning from this and what they go forward in the future with yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah I'm, yeah again like, and we haven't seen it for so long that 
it could be like a really cool it's like the thing is there so you can go from being like oh there's no sort of games coming out from like sony first party or xbox first party or something but then and a day could pass and just from like two announcements that that whole narrative can change so and ben's one of those studios that's been silent for so long that when they do announce something it is going to be like a an entirely new kind of shift on things to be excited for i guess hopefully anyway <laughs> Yeah, and so Days Gone did come out almost five years ago. They did yep. spend some time doing the PC uh, port and then uh, that PS5 um, upgrade. So you have to imagine they're, they've got to be in the midst working on the new thing. I wonder how long it's going to take for us to see it. I I wouldn't doubt. I would imagine this year could be because we haven't had a state of play in a while. That's one of the big issues people are having with, with PlayStation. We don't know what's coming on technically down the line, but this could be one where we could see a, an image, you know, maybe a short uh, CG trailer, but I feel like we could get an idea of what they're working on this year. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and hopefully the kind of thing of the sequel wasn't drawn out like after release. Right. Um, so they kind of like delayed, you know, production on the new project or whatever. But yeah, exciting to see what, what they're working on. Cause again, it is sort of an unknown. I mean, Uncharted Gone Abyss was was really cool, but Days Gone was like their first venture out into you know, doing something AAA. So, um, yeah, it, it's exciting to see what what they're up to. Yes, sir. So moving on to our next one here, we got Blue Point Games. Uh, they were based, they are based in Austin, Texas. They're acquired by Sony in 2021. Known for impressive remakes like Shadow of the Colossus 2018, Uncharted Nathan Drake Collection in 2015, The God of War Collection, Metal Gear Solid HD Collection, and so on. Their last release was in 2020 with Demon Souls Remake on PS5, so it has been a minute. Now here's a recent news online, you know, rumors online, is part of the Insomniac CAC of 2023 revealed a piece of concept art potentially for Blue Point's next game, which would be an original IP set in a fantasy world with floating cities. We have no idea the legitimacy of that. It's just an image. It could be an artist, just like part of their portfolio. But it has been a while from Blue Point. What do you think? Do you think they're actually tackling uh, their own IP, another remaster? What do you think? Uh, yeah, again, another really interesting one because they kind of it's like a win-win for them really just through their own kind of games but you know if they bring out a remake of something then um you know it's going to be great because that's what they've done and that's what they've done so well um but if it's the original ip it's then it's exciting to see how you know what are they going to do because the games they've done are you know quite different from each other but also because they were following something so closely so it'd be interesting to see yeah what they um do without that kind of restriction you know that when they when they can really do what they want to do and explore things they want to explore so um yeah that'll be super exciting and again another because again like as much as the remakes especially the demon souls remake is a massive remake from the ground up there's still you know if you've played i mean i never played the original demon souls but from what i understand there's still you know if you've played the original you're not missing out on the kind of core experience but so it'd be interesting, yeah, to, for them to kind of have something that's their own that, that that would just be so exciting for everyone to kind of finally see. Yeah, and I think the fact that we haven't seen anything from them in a while gives me more, makes me lean more into the, the legitimacy of them tackling a new IP because I feel like if they were doing another remaster, it, we wouldn't have waited five years to hear anything about it or, you know, four years. I think we would have got some kind of announcement already. It's got to be, it's got to take way longer, of course, to start building something from the ground up, working on all these mechanics from the ground up for a new IP. I do wonder, and it's a weird 
thought, but it's like they do they 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 broke their teeth, sharpened their teeth, whatever the term is, on remastering games. And so they've used to they're used to understanding the mechanics and the feel, the vibe of the world, and they nail it. But their creative chops we've yet to see almost. But I'm I'm sure that they have awesome talent, awesome people working there. It's just we haven't seen what they would do if they had their full control over what project they want to make and what kind of mechanics they want to have. So it's it's weird, but it's like, I know they're yeah. going to kill it. It's just, I'm unsure what, what, what we'll see. Yeah, it's really, it's a unique situation. I don't think we've ever really, or from what I understand, had somebody like Bluepoint who kind of put that kind of effort into remaking something and then to then see them then go and make something their own. It's usually the other way around. I mean, I don't know much about Bluepoint's history, to be fair. I don't know whether they used to make their own stuff they've always been a kind of porting remake kind of studio but either way with their current team and the current kind of setup um, it'll be interesting to see yeah, what they do unrestricted with their own ideas yeah and i have their wiki pulled up uh here so demon <laughs> souls 2020 talk about shadow of the colossus gravity rush remastered a lot of remasters going back all the way to 2009 yeah. 2006 there's something called blast factor which Looks like it is a game developed by them. So that was in 2006. We get Otherwise, Blast Factor 2. Could be. Could be. We haven't had a. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't. Like, or I wouldn't. Uh, I oh, wouldn't yeah, cool. Be mad it's at. like a little arcade shooter. Looks pretty cool, actually. Housemark isn't working though. on those things anymore. So maybe we need somebody else to tackle. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All righty, Caleb. We'll move on here. We got some two quick ones here because we did talk about last uh, last podcast when we we're wrapping up, recapping the last couple of years with PlayStation. But we got Fire Sprite, based in Liverpool, England. The studio was acquired by Sony in 2021. Fabric Game Fabric Game Studio out of Manchester was shortly folded into Fire Sprite in that same time. So they made the Persistence in 2018 on PSVR and PS4, and then they also did Horizon Call of the Mountain in 2023. I think it's safe to say that game is so recent that. We're not going to see anything from them from a while, for a while, but mm. I would imagine they also stick with a VR-related game, a PSVR-related game. Yeah, I think that will be the the sign, won't it, whether or not PlayStation is going to leave the VR to die like they did with the Vita um, and just sort of pull all first-party support of it. But hopefully not. Um, you know, the PSVR 2 is clearly a more expensive thing than the Vita probably was. Um, you'd have to assume so right um yeah hopefully you know fire sprite are a good team so it'd be it'd be good to see them continue to support psvr2 for the people who um have one and actually spent their money on one right yeah it's interesting and we are in a weird space with with psvr2 but i mean it just launched it's really too early to say but i do hope that they stick with this and because it could be something mm. cool we talked about it you know a lot recently but yeah, we just we're in the early mist of seeing how successful that will be. But uh, so we got Fire Sprite there, uh, Firewalk Studios. They're out of Bellevue, Washington, acquired by Sony in 2023. They announced their first AAA first party release with PlayStation the same year titled Concord. It's set to release in 2024. So that is a game, at least at the moment, set to release this year. It's going to be a multiplayer based first person shooter. Uh, all we have is a teaser kind of CGI trailer, given the idea or the vibe. But um, any thoughts on what this game would end up being? I'd heard about this, but I hadn't actually seen anything. And looking at Google Images, doesn't look like there's been much about it. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't really know much about this one, to be honest. But like I said before, I'm I'm trying to dip my toes back into multiplayer a little bit. Um, 
I've been playing the finals recently, which I've been really enjoying. So I'm, I think the kind of space is there for something to kind of capture my attention. Um, and again, just have as that like kind of meta game that you kind of chip away at. Um, so yeah, interested to see more about it. Yeah, just currently I just don't really know. I haven't really looked into much about it or, or seen anything about it really. Yeah, all we have is really just a CG trailer showing a ship flying through space um showing the inside of, a, of the the cabin and all kinds of doodads and stuff so we really don't have an idea they're shooting in some capacity involved it's multiplayer fps but it's a it's pew really pew just, game it's a pew pew it's game. A la yeah. lasers go pew pew yeah cool. in space yeah in space yes awesome cal we'll keep moving on we got uh, a big one here is gorilla Gorilla Games, based in Amsterdam, acquired by Sony in 2005. They're known for the Killzone Horizon series, of course. Uh, so Horizon Forbidden West released in 2022 on PS5 and PS4. They did have the Forbidden West DLC, Burning Shores, that released in April 2023. Uh, and days later, Gorilla confirmed they are working on the next mainline entry in the franchise. So here's another rumor scuttlebutt that's been floating around online recently. A job posting from Gorilla Games in November 2023 listed that the studio was looking for a senior combat designer who would, quote, design multiple machine enemies that provide a variety of challenges against multiple players, end quote, which points to a potential multiplayer game set in the Horizon franchise. Um, this is something I've, I know I've seen online for a while that they're dabbling to this. They have a multiple Horizon irons in the fire. How do you feel about them tackling a multiplayer game next or just another entry in, in Horizon? Yeah, I, I don't really know yet because I didn't hop back on the Horizon train when the second game came out. I started it but never continued on um so it's difficult to really even know if i'm excited or not i think i'll kind of reserve that until i've played forbidden west um and then see how i feel but you know either way gorilla are great so normally what they make is great i just don't know how burnt out i'll feel after forbidden west or how people feel now after forbidden west and now the kind of break that, that well i say breaks been what two years um so it hasn't been that long ago but um but yeah interested to see um what they're what they're up to um i miss Killzone, and i'd like to see um like a good shooter again but you know horizon's great as well so you can't really complain yeah it's a it's a bummer where i i love horizon but man i really don't i hope they just don't forget they're sitting on these awesome sony in general sitting on these awesome properties been mm -hmm. dormant for a while one of those is Killzone, and at the moment sony doesn't have their own original strong fps uh competitor out there uh mm -hmm. they have that deal with call of duty which is ending soon where they've really just like promoted that on playstation as a place to play but man Killzone is just such an awesome world to go back to i mean they could literally do anything in that world and with that decima engine make it look amazing and so mm. but it's like seems like it's all hands on board just just focusing on horizon yeah yeah i think it's just one of those where they just need to milk all the money out of it i guess it's just too much of an opportunity yeah. to turn down which is a shame you see it with insomniac which we'll probably get on to later you know be, becoming basically a marvel studio um yeah, you could know, understand why, but it is also a shame because you'd like to see studios try different stuff. You know, Gorilla's a perfect example of that. You know, they tried something different, it paid off, and now they're kind of stuck doing it, which is kind of ironic. But um, so, yeah, it's nice to see studios branch out. But again, when you're as good as Gorilla, it maybe doesn't really matter what they make. It's probably going to be great. Um, and, you know, they've got experience multiplayer, granted a different kind of multiplayer, but, you know, Killzone 2 was had some of the best multiplayer of that era, I think. Um, so, and, you know, it was a long time ago, might not be anybody left there who 
worked on that bit, it's at least ingrained in their DNA in some way. So, um, you know, Horizon, that kind of game itself wasn't in their DNA before it came out and they did a really good job. So no reason to think they can't add on some multiplayer stuff and not not do a good job as well. Right. Yeah, I agree. We will see. But uh, it's probably 2024. I don't think we're going to get any announcements from Gorilla on what they're working on. So moving on, we got Haven uh, Studios, Haven Entertainment Studios. They're acquired by Sony in 2022. They're based in Montreal, Canada. Haven was found uh, founded by industry vet Jade Raymond, known for de- helping develop huge properties like Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs, as well as building Ubisoft Toronto and Motive Studio. Haven Studios was initially created in 2021 with Sony investing it to create a new IP for PlayStation, and they would later be acquired um, by Sony. The first project is Fair Games, was revealed uh, 2023. It's a multiplayer high shooter coming to PS5 and PC. No launch want lo, no, 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 no launch window just yet. All we have is a concept kind of trailer that I have playing in the background. Um, Callum, what do you think about this? There's really the new studio. We have no idea, you know, but they have the pedigree of Jade uh, Raymond attached to it. But what do you think? Uh, yeah, uh, again, I think this is more of a recent thing that, where it might be a bit more of interest, but because of the finals, uh, playing that recently, a multiplayer high shooter sounds good to me. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, it, it, I, I mean, I don't know much again about the studio or what to kind of expect, but I hate, I don't like the name. I don't like that they use the dollar. With the dollar yes. sign, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, why not? Let's let's see. You know, again, we were just saying that there needs to be more multiplayer-centric shooters um so yeah hopefully this will come out and be good yeah playstation did announce it's maybe a year or two years now that they were going to focus on um games as a service or multiplayer you know focus games going forward mm. or having that suite under their under their belt and it seems like we're now going to see that stuff pay off now we're also launching these games at a time where i don't know if there's fatigue but these games are like either they make it or they don't and there's a there's millions of dollars on the line developing this stuff mm. But they're now these games are finally. It seems like they're going to get closer to coming out, but they're going to have now a competitive scene with multiplayer games that are only on PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, and and especially with with all these sort of other games, it seems. I mean, like with the finals, I didn't even know it was out. It was just one of those where I was like, oh, it's free to play. I've heard a little bit about it. I'll give it a go. So it might be that that kind of space is going to hot up a little bit with with little games like that. Because um, I mean, I'm pretty sure. The finals is like a bunch of like ex devs from Battlefield and uh, Mirror's Edge and things. So, you're right. You know, there could be lots of other games like that also coming out. So, it'd be interesting to see the space when Fair Games is actually ready to go if it ever gets there. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I'm definitely warming to multiplayer experience a little bit at the moment, but that could die off um, very soon. So, yeah, it's tough to tough to say. Yeah. Now, Callum, moving on, we got Housemark. So, uh, Housemark, based in Helsinki, Finland, acquired by Sony in 2021. They're known for Super Stardust, Dead Nation, Resogun, and Returnal. So, their last release, what last release was Returnal in 2021 on PS5. They had the Ascension DLC in 2022, and then PC port of Returnal in 2023. Housemark confirmed their next title will not be a sequel to Returnal, but instead a new IP for PlayStation. Uh, what do you think? Do you think they? left Returnal too early, maybe, you know, by their, not by their own decision, but what can you expect we could see maybe from Housemark? Yeah, I don't know. I think, to be honest, I think it's actually probably good that they're leaving it. I think it's one of those games that is so unique and in its own kind of world um, that, yeah, I, don't, I just don't think it needed anything. It kind of would ruin the 
the kind of surrealness of it i i think in some way um so yeah cool to to know that obviously they're working on something new because i think that's what they've always done they've always done it really well and they always bring out something really really cool so uh, again another one where they you know haven't heard from them in a while so be interesting to see what um what's coming out of there yeah so we're turtle 2021 we're going into 2024 now two three years past I feel like still too early for them to announce anything this year. I would say we're not going to see anything from them until 2025 and beyond, but unless it's like another short experience, but they're pretty vocal about not wanting to go back to the 2d side scrolling or like top down kind of arcadey shooters. seems like they're going to, I imagine follow this line that they've created with returnal where it's a cinematic experiences with their awesome gameplay implemented. Right yeah now, yeah yeah i think the yeah the fact they've moved into that kind of space mean it just opens up the kind of games they can make now i suppose yep we will see i'm excited i love housemark even though returnal was i'm a baby with these games mm. it was way too hard for me but it's another yeah. one i had days gone to that list where it's like this one isn't hidden for me but i can't wait for what they do next because i think mm. that one might be yeah. what calls out yeah now the weird one here is insomniac games uh not we basically all know what's what's coming down with them but let's let's go into the history a little bit with insomniac so they're based in burbank california acquired by sony in 2019 known for the ratchet and clank series resistance sunset overdrive and the marvel spider-man series their last release was marvel spider-man 2 in 2023 on ps5 insomniac revealed they're working on a wolverine game for ps5 now due to that infamous insomniac hack uh we have uh, the roadmap of what they're working on and who knows what the the dates will stay because it's the video game industry and this stuff always gets delayed but their plans uh, supposedly are a venom game set in 2025 wolverine set in 2026 spider-man 3 in 2028 ratchet and clank in 2029 and an x-men game in 2030 there was some su supposed multiplayer spider-man game that apparently was canceled but in the works but uh we haven't really talked about the roadmap for insomniac yet uh how do you feel about at least this stuff coming down the line you mentioned not being a fan of their focus on the marvel games but what do you think yeah, I think it depends again on how how we'd feel by like twenty thirty when that X Men game is like let's say hypothetically it all goes to plan. Like, is it just going to be another one of those things where you just you're just so fatigued by it? And no doubt it'll you know, it'll sell crazy because it's Marvel, but just you know the the kind of <clears throat> common man as you will who is you know tired of. Um, like the MCU, for example, at the moment, um, and things like that. I just worry about the kind of fatigue of just only doing the same thing. Um, like we were saying earlier, it's always nice when someone just comes out and does something completely different. Um, but, you know, I, I at least did expect, you know, we knew Wolverine was coming. I think everyone's fine with that. And we knew there'd probably be another Spider-Man. Um, and I'm assuming Venom would be like a Miles Morales-style kind of game. I would say so, um, too. But yeah, I, I just think to know that they're then going to go because aren't they then going to go to like another another X Men game and and all this kind of stuff? So um, yeah, I could see Ratchet and Clank still in there. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of the latest one, but hopefully they'll you know kind of address that because I think the, a lot of the criticisms <clears throat> were sort of quite broad as well in, in just the kind of general theme of the game it just feels like a disney game mm. which i guess plays into this maybe um now they represent marvel in such a way that's maybe why ratchet and clanks had to be dumbed down a little bit but 
um yeah i mean we'll see insomniac are great and i'm sure all these games will be amazing um and i'll definitely be playing them um but uh yeah it's just a shame that they can't branch out and they can't make resistance like there's no resistance on there so we know now and we know that it's dead um which is the saddest part of this all i think yeah it's uh you touch on resistance so <laughs> that reminds me i just listened to i'm a huge fan of the um Sacred Symbols podcast with Colin Moriarty. Mm. Um, they go into depth on this, and I would recommend if you're interested uh, listening to that podcast that they put out recently, but they go into depth on the financial aspect that was part of this uh, data hack that was released, um, potentially how much revenue some of these games made, and they go through all of them. And uh, apparently the Resistance games started fairly strong with like three, four million uh, sold, and then as they went on, by the last one, it was like around one million, and right. it just wasn't, it seems like worth it. And then you have, they talk about the budgets for some of these games and they're ridiculous. So I imagine mm -hmm. if you're selling that many copies, the budgets even then were still large. So it just wasn't cost effective, but it's so crazy when these games are loved by a lot, but it seems like not mm -hmm. enough people actually played them and, and, you know, why stuck is, with it. and this is, it goes back to like what we were saying about last lesson. Why does everything have to be like the greatest, like, like, yeah. like just give me like a 10 hour resistance game. Is that too much to ask? Right. Is that, it's is a, that too much? No, it's an interesting aspect. I want, I want to see somebody who's smarter tackle this where I, I want to see a lot of these budgets kind of stacked up from game Ooh. to game and just go like, hey, where's the industry at where these these budgets for these games are insane and they take long. There's a lot that they're packing into these games. But is there a way to like dwindle these down budget-wise and scope-wise to release something that doesn't cost as much it's still successful. Like, does it have to be we're spending 500 million, 300 million on these games and then we have to sell, you know, X mm. amount of million to cover that, that cost? Like, there's got to be a room, there's got to be room for these smaller experiences. Someone like um, Machine Games who did Wolfenstein would have been great um, to make a resistance game. Absolutely. I but, but I think there's lots of people who could. Like, it doesn't have to necessarily be at one of your prime time studios where the budget has to be you know a, a certain way to make a ridiculous amount of money um i mean surely there's space for a new project and you know something like that i mean the, the thing is like <clears throat> it's always buying with like other pitches and ideas isn't it so um i guess it's not it's not like anyone's dropping the ball or anything it's just one of those but i'd just love to see it back because it was so good um but I just don't know whether it's kind of a product of its time as well. The first game was so I think because it was PS3 release game as well, you had all like the crazy like physics and the game felt like, really real in, in a lot of ways and very like heavy. Um which are definitely lost um in Resistance 2 um and 3, but I just remember it being like one of those have to be there kind of games. Um and it was just so so good. Um but yeah, I'd like to see it back. I think it's a really cool story. I love the like iconography of it all, like the Chimera and how they look and how their ships look and the guns and just all all of the the stuff is is uh, top notch. So I'd like to see it back, but I've also got a thousand other games to play, so um, yeah. I'm not that worried. Yeah, it's uh, interesting because Insomniac is a, is a studio <laughs> where they're almost they're the strongest when they're allowed to be the most creative, but. The, it seems like the more creative they get, the less they sell. Like, look at um, Sunset Overdrive. Such a weird, unique experience that was really cool, but 
apparently did not sell very well. You look at the Resistance series, their strong point was their innovation with these guns being just so out of left field, and but it wasn't a strong series, apparently. And then you go to Marvel Spider-Man, I, could, I would argue that it's less weird as Insomniac is. They're kind of like... They created, they really nailed Spider-Man and they just, now they're sticking with that, those core mechanics, but they're not as weird as they were before, but it's the most successful property that they have. So I don't know what, how that works with them. Yeah, I'm not sure. But we will, I imagine nothing this year from them. I mean, so much stuff that has been revealed and I think they're just going to like put the heads down, work on stuff yeah, for a little lay low bit. for a bit, yeah. Yes. So moving on, Callum, we got London Studio. They're based in London, England and founded in 2020 or 2002. They're a result of a merger between Team Soho and SEE Studio, Liverpool's Camden Offshoot Studio. They have operated under PlayStation Studios since 2005. They're known for the Getaway series, SingStar series, developing games for Sony's iToy webcam, PlayStation Home, PlayStation VR Worlds for PSVR. Their last release was Blood and Truth on PSVR in 2019. In 2022, Sony London announced they were working on a new online co-op game for PS5 set in a fantasy London. This one is apparently not uh, VR-based. You can play it, or at least you can play it standard as well but how do you feel about I never knew this yes this is uh on the news or in the in the internet and it is um not just like a weird tweet or something they have mm. announced yeah, yeah. but uh yeah what do you think about them tackling possibly uh, a fantasy london uh co-op game on ps5 yeah that sounds um very cool um uh, yeah I, I mean just when you're talking about saying london I, I, it reminded me of the getaway straight away and um, I know this is probably quite different, but it's just nice when studios make stuff in their kind of roots, you know, like making stuff. I mean, I know that people work remote now, but for people who go into like office every day, like making something where you work is probably quite um, fulfilling and, and not easier, but, you know, uh, easier to gain inspiration, I guess, because you can just go out the door. Um, right. But yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, yeah, I didn't know that that... That's sort of been announced. So um, yeah, looking forward to seeing what that what that's like. I think Blood and Truth was a kind of London gangster thing as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I didn't play that and have PSVR when it launched. Yeah, we need um, more London gangster video game stuff. I think. I was going to say you mentioned uh, you mentioned the Getaway, and that's mm. a series where I never played it, but I was always so interested in these GTA games coming out yeah. that were, they were tackling that world and trying to do what, what GTA did. The getaway is so hard. It's the hardest game. Both, both really? of them are just so, yeah. Like, you know, you know, every time you, you have like an annoying mission in like one of the old GTAs, that's what every mission in the getaway is like. It's just so <laughs> bloody difficult. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's great. It's got a really cool story. And you know, I remember it being, at least to my young eyes, very revolutionary. Like I remember being amazed at how, when you run upstairs, like they actually go up each step individually, um, yep. sort of things like that. It was very immersive for its time. Um, and yeah, it had a very bleak kind of vibe to it. Um, but yeah, great game. And I guess, I mean, this isn't really a, I guess it's not like a spiritual successor, but the fact it's set in London, it's a normal kind of console game. Co-op sounds interesting in fantasy London. I mean, I don't know if that's expanded on at all in the kind of write-ups, but that sounds cool as well even though it's quite broad but still sounds very cool right and this is a studio where they're kind of their bread and butter is it seems like sony says hey we have a new peripheral make a thing for it and they go yes sir and so mm. they've kind of focused on supporting whatever new thing coming out and then with with vr as well so be i'm interested to see 
what their take is on like maybe the reins are taken off a bit. It's like, hey, you can make something that isn't tied to some kind of product release. It's like mm. make a game. And so I'm mm. really excited to see what they do. Yeah, definitely. All right, Cal, moving along. Got Media Molecule. They're based in Guildford in Surrey, England, acquired by Sony in 2010, known for the Little Big Planet series Tearaway and Dreams. Last series release was, or the last release was Dreams in 2020 on PS4. Development on Dreams began in 2012 and lasted seven years with production rebooting twice during that period. So in April 2023, Media Molecule announced that they would stop supporting Dreams in September of that year. Their future game will not be related to Dreams. The game is still available to purchase and play slash create with others online, but no new content or updates will continue to roll out. Media Molecule does still does still support and feature Dreams creations made within the community on their Twitter account. Um, so Callum, no more Dreams. Um, we've talked about Dreams in the the in the past um it's a bummer to see it go away but it was also there's just a lot of a lot of stuff with dreams where it's just like i don't know where that was gonna go but what do you think about leaving dreams behind and working on something else yeah it's 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 one of those where it's been so long since they've brought out um a game other than dreams that you kind of wonder what the makeup of media molecule is kind of like now is it still the same you know people just still have the same um you know studio kind of vibe and atmosphere it's difficult to know what kind of thing we would see from them um i mean you'd assume it would be something quirky and and weird but i mean i, I guess the last game they made was that um i can't remember it's called now something to do with art um but it was like the kind of single player experience on dreams which i, I just i assume media molecule made it might have been made by some somebody else but that was the kind of game packaged with dreams which i really liked um, and it was really cool it had lots of different obviously showcasing like you can do lots of different kinds of games on it but the story was really really cool i remember so maybe something even down that kind of story um track because i think that had a very like grim fandango old school mm. narrative vibe so maybe even something like that you know a kind of adventure puzzle game um could be quite cool but yeah it'd be that's an interesting one to see just where their kind of heads at and what what kind of uh, you know vision that they all collectively have. It'd be interesting to know uh, what that is. Yeah, the last thing from doing some research, all I could see was a game called Trend that was around twenty twenty one ish. It's a game that it's still within Dreams, but it's like a train oh, okay. based kind of creation tool within Dreams that that Media Molecule apparently they developed it. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird, man. I mean, Dreams had a lot of potential because they basically made a game engine that was like accessible to mm. anyone and but leaving it on that playstation platform and then also not there was no desire to bring it to ps5 i mean it seemed like maybe the cost was so big they took so long on it sony was just interested in having them work on something else i was even mm. in fear of like maybe this thing gets shut like the studio gets shut down because it it's i would imagine dreams wasn't as profitable as they wanted it to be they spent so long on it but you also have that crazy mm. talent with Media Molecule. But you mentioned maybe there's you know been turnover since then. So what does that studio look like now? I don't know. But I'm again interested interested to see what they tackle next. Yeah, Art's Dream was uh, what it was called. The um, launch one, yeah. And that was yeah, and that was really cool. And I, yeah, and I don't know whether that is indicative of maybe something because I think for them to make something using their you know Dreams engine, which is obviously there to show basically be like untethered in your creativity i think the fact that they made something like that maybe indicates that that's kind of where everyone's heads at in the kind of game that they want to make i'm not saying like about a you know a jazz musician or you know anything like that but 
that kind of yeah like adventure it reminds me of like i don't know if you've played like the old Discworld games uh Discworld noir and these kind of point and click adventure games like mm. um monkey island and things but that's the kind of i don't know just general like core vibe i got from art stream and i'd love to see more games like that i really enjoyed that so fingers crossed um that's kind of maybe you know more shot in the dark at where i'd like it to to kind of go if they were to release something yeah and we'll move on from media molecule but i get a vibe with them it's that it's like sony doesn't like them it's it's weird where <laughs> so you have dreams they worked on for so long it's on ps4 but there was no port to ps5 like why not try and keep Ooh. this thing alive longer and maybe try and you know over time reap some of the costs it took to to have especially a game like that where it's like it lives and dies off of this off of this community building stuff yeah. making those games playing those games and i just when's the last time you heard sony you know focus but also on online communities are the worst as well like, this is the thing you sort of make a game like that and then i mean i don't know i could be talking absolute rubbish but i'd assume you go on there and you go on the community menu and it is just full of crap like, i don't know my little niece plays Roblox and she plays all of the community games and some of them are just so horrifying. Oh yeah. Just because anyone can do it. And um, there is a kind of thing, there is a kind of thing that kind of puts me off of stuff like that, where the social element is that big, where I'm just like, I don't really want to be in this space of weirdness. Um, Cause it's just, yeah, it's just too much. It's too, things are just too, easy to access now so it just makes games like that for me personally a little bit more uncomfortable or just not really the kind of th it just doesn't feel like it's something i really want to be involved in in a weird way i don't, I don't yeah. know if that really makes sense <laughs> well you mentioned weird. roblox and that's interesting <clears throat> because roblox is huge there's a mm. huge community there there's microtransactions there's like a lot of money mm. being made on roblox mm -hmm. and Dream, it's molecule. horrifying. Have you seen it? Have you seen? Oh yeah, I've seen. Yep, I've seen, and it varies. Like you can have interesting experiences and just like garbage stuff, like yeah. meme stuff. It's but just so weird. I bring it up because that platform, it's its own platform, and it's successful. It's mm. like, but yeah. you could have had something like that with Dreams, where you have this community of people making stuff, whether it's for mm. us or not. But it's like it's still successful. There's stuff that people are buying in that game. They're creating in that game, and it's. Uh, with Roblox, it's huge. Like they basically built that with Dreams, and then they just said, "Yeah, we'll just let it die." Like why? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is it is weird, but maybe that's the thing. Maybe Roblox just cannibalized uh, that kind of space. But and then it, I think it kind of happened quite silently because I know Roblox has been massive for years now. Yeah, it's only recently it's come to console and things like that. So. Um, yeah, maybe it was just quietly cannibalizing that kind of market, and that's why Dreams, you know, because imagine the world without Roblox, maybe Dreams would, maybe not, because it's not PC, is it? That's the thing. Know. Roblox yeah. had mobile and PC support, so people could yeah. create there, vice versa, go back to console. It's like they, they really tried to build out this platform, and Dreams was locked to PlayStation. You couldn't move stuff around. One of the issues I had is, like, you couldn't sell it, so you have people creating stuff with no benefit mm. to like keep making it because you basically mm. made an engine a game engine that you can't as a creator profit from which would incentivize you to keep creating in it it's just weird man and they spent so long mm. making it yeah yeah they spent a long time making it. and but the, and that's the thing as well like paying creators is is, is going to be such a difficult one because i understand but with epic as well they they obviously released that creator stuff and then they a few months later brought out this statement about being unsustainable and having to lay off lots of their staff so 
I assume that's related to you know all these payouts they've now got to give to people making stuff in their creation which is another thing that was huge I, I don't really hear about it anymore I don't know whether it's uh, still used that actively but that was huge when it first came out the kind of creator stuff in Fortnite um, I never played it or touched it but even that seemed to make a bigger pop than Dreams which is interesting well so, I guess it's not interesting because Fortnite's massive but right um, yeah <laughs> it was My already nephews... massive before uh, you mentioned that creation side of it with Fortnite. My nephews, they almost exclusively play those different game modes that are created yeah. in that. So it seems like, just going off of them, it seems like that side of Fortnite is huge too. Well, I heard there's a no build mode on it as well, which, and this just shows how much I'm you know, changing my tune on certain games. But I thought, because the only, the only reason I don't play Fortnite is because I used to enjoy it, but then people would just do crazy building stuff and just turn into like a hotel yeah. And I just cannot, and it, and then that also adds to like, the twitchiness where you're like running around trying to peek around like fucking angled steps and stairs, and and I just, it just I just couldn't get on with it. But here in there's a no build mode, and also I think it's been out for so long now that it must be so tuned and play so well, and all the kind of stuff that do you remember when it was like first a thing and they started adding like weird characters and like licensed stuff. Everyone's a bit like it's a bit cringe, but I think now it's been so long that it's just like whatever like there must be like thousands of skins on there now there are um so it's kind of just got to a point where like it it's kind of numbed you to the the uh kind of cringe level of it so i've been thinking about maybe possibly jumping into that and seeing if it's any fun but um yeah we'll see the creator mode i just can't i just don't have the uh the willpower anymore to do anything so i probably won't jump into that i hear you and um i'll touch lightly on you mentioned that no build mode that's really been my way back in with fortnite and play with mm -hmm. my uh, nieces and nephews again is they have that mode there's no building and for me it's like it's so fast paced with building it's just like it's always been a turn off and you have yeah. that mode where there's not there's even attachments that you can find in the world on your gun that make it like a first person shooter and mm. so they've really like created another angle so you can play this thing like a Call of Duty, like a third person game, mm. first person game, and it makes it fun again. You don't have to worry about building. Um, yes, there are a thousand licensed characters now. Uh, I don't know if you've seen recently, but they have Peter Griffin from Family Guy. <laughs> He's in it for no reason. Every I'm finding character. it funny now. Like before yeah. it was like, oh, why do they keep adding like these random characters in? But now it's like because everything has been got. Now it's just like... Oh, that's that's actually quite funny that there's a Peter Griffin running around um, because right. it it's become that game. It's become that like shared multiverse kind of game for me, and I think that's actually fine now. I think I was probably just a bit judgmental of it, but I think now, like with hindsight, it's like it's become this kind of package where it's just got to the point where it's like, oh, they've added five new skins from this licensed thing. It's like, well, yeah, that's you know Fortnite, isn't it? So. Um, it's kind of, yeah, numbed me to the, 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 the pain. Yeah, I understand. And it's not something that I'll jump on every once in a while. And I really use it as a way to, to connect with my, um, younger nieces and nephews, but it's like, yeah. so I'll be playing sometimes and I'm like, Hey, there's yeah, yeah, crazy how and everything excuse. works. That's your right. excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Cal, move on to the next one. Here we got Naughty Dog. Uh, Naughty Dog had uh, was acquired in 2001. They're based in Sony Santa Monica or Santa Monica, California. They're known for the Crash Bandicoot franchise, Jack and Daxter, Uncharted series, and the Last of Us series, of course. So the last release is the upcoming uh, Last of Us 2 PS5 remaster coming out January 19th. 
Uh, we know they just canceled the Last of Us 2 multiplayer project last month. In the same cancellation announcement, Naughty Dog said, quote, we have more than one ambitious brand new single party or single player game that we're working on here at Naughty Dog, end quote. It's been rumored also that Naughty Dog has been working on a sci-fi themed game of some sort. Callum, moving on to you with Naughty Dog, now where they're not working on multiplayer, they're going to launch this uh, Last of Us 2 PS5 remaster. How long do you think it'll be before we see anything from what they're working on? Uh, do you think they've already been working on something else that we'll see soon? What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it depends on how much resource went into this multiplayer game because obviously that's just been, well, we've just been told it's been cancelled. and Right. Um, so, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to know what they are doing i mean obviously they you know that their kind of game speak for themselves whatever they do i'm sure will be um great but um but yeah i don't know i'm kind of down on them at the moment because of this whole thing i just feel kind of that they misread the entire situation in terms of what people wanted from last was multiplayer um so yeah just kind of in, in my bad books at the moment they are i understand um yeah yeah and it's I guess, you know, it was a full force onto Last of Us 3. They do have now that TV show that's bringing people back into Last of Us, uh, making that IP stronger. But does that studio want... They've basically lived in the Last of Us world as a studio for a while now. And at least they had Uncharted they would bounce back and forth between. But now that that's pretty much, as far as we know, their their connection to that is done. So do they want to stay in that Last of Us world? I'd like the idea of them tackling this potential, you know, sci-fi themed game. Whatever they do, it's like they're got to be one of the top game developers just across the board. It's just a bummer to see that multiplayer thing being canceled and knowing how long they take with their games. I mean, it's going to be a while before we know. Yeah, definitely. All right, Callum, got the next one here. Our PlayStation first party studio recap. We got Polyphony Digital, Polyphony Digital based in Tokyo, Japan, an internal PlayStation studio going back to PlayStation 1. They're known for Grand, the Gran Turismo series. So Gran Turismo 7 just released in March 2022 for PS4, PS5. I imagine, Callum, we're not going to see anything from them for a while, and it's probably going to be another GT. Yeah, you'd have to assume so. Um, you would definitely, bet your, that's where you'd bet your money. You'd bet it on being a, you know, looking at track record. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I, again, we talked about Gran Turismo last week and how we both from Plaza. So it's on sale, actually, but still not enough. Um, I think it's like £40, which is good, mm. but it's it's just not where I value it right now for, for myself. But I'd like to play it. It's, you know, it's a massive game, um, a massive game series. One, for me, in my opinion, it is one of the game series. If you are somebody who at least it enjoys the odd racing game here or there it is one of those games you just buy it's like gta in that regard um and grand Turismo 7 is the first one where i haven't done that so but i will get it eventually um but yeah I, we'll see how long i don't know what the support's been like for gt7 i know they'd intended to kind of leave gt sport and carry on supporting it but it didn't work out so i know if gt7's now that one they're going to try and support for a long, long time. But um, yeah, I need to jump into it because if it is something that they're just supporting and supporting, then it might be a good game to get involved in at some point. Yeah, and no, one of the things that's been trending on Twitter um, past couple of days is people realizing that uh, GT Sport is going to be shut down. And I guess you can Ooh. play offline still. The stuff you've earned at that point, cars you've earned at that point will will carry on to your offline mode. 
but no longer will you be able to play this thing online and it's bumming people out and it also gets tied to the whole state of the industry where these games are just pulled and you can't play them anymore um but so hopefully they support gt7 for way longer than yeah. they did with support yeah all right Cal, moving on to the next one here we got uh san diego studio from playstation formerly founded in 2001 as an internal playstation studio they're based in san diego california they're known for the MLB The Show series. Sony adjusted their multi-year license with Major League Baseball in 2019, resulting in the game being multi-platform going, multi going forward. MLB The Show was a PlayStation platform exclusive going back to 2006. The studio has added development support on titles throughout the years. In addition to the show franchise, they've co-developed games like Drawn to Death, Little Big Planet Karting, and Ma Nation Racers. Um, do you think there's just working on the show, just going to keep pumping those games out? I think the rumor has been for a while that they've split. And one of them was working on an Uncharted game. Uh, you know, what? I remember like, that. Yeah, but I don't know whether that rumor has kind of been around for so long now that it's just not true. Um, yeah. But I liked that rumor. It was a nice. It just it was nice. You know, it, it like made nice sense in a kind of fantasy world. But um, yeah, who knows if that's true? That'd be cool if it was. Um, but yeah, I know MLB the show's big. I mean, baseball is basically non-existent over here. So sure don't really ever even see it i mean i'm sure it's probably like heavily advertised over uh your ends but yeah we don't i couldn't even tell you what the front cover looks like to be honest but i do know that it's a big sony property it's actually on xbox isn't it yeah that's a thing so in 2019 they restructured that deal with major league baseball so now it's cross-platform going forward for who knows how long yeah yeah i mean baseball is up there with one of the worst sports in the world so um it's, it's uh, yeah i wouldn't fight you on but, that but the same as cricket in fact it probably is better than cricket so um <laughs> you can you can have that one <laughs> did so in baseball the big thing in like the 90s was a steroid use and people freaking out did mm. did cricket or any other you know uk kind of popular sports have any kind of steroid um, drama i don't really think there has been not to my knowledge I don't think with um, cricket, there's an advantage to swinging no, it as far as possible. Yeah, I don't know. Cricket, definitely not. Football, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's so he it's probably so heavily regulated that um, rugby, again, maybe, maybe like little ones, <laughs> little steroids or something. I don't know. I mean, the guys who play rugby nowadays are like Greek gods. So if I yeah. was to guess than there but i mean my cousin played professional rugby and i've played rugby and i remember for a long time it, it was definitely not you know you had like your backs like your fast players they they were always in good shape but your forwards they were you know bigger the better yeah big fat big fat lads just you know marching around and smashing into people so uh, but yeah current nowadays they all look a bit suspicious so that's where my my guess would be in british sport <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah, and really you mentioned football. I think the only thing that would benefit you uh there as far as performing enhancing would be something that improves your like endurance, your Yeah, your I cardio. Think yeah, because football's a weird one where it's so precise, like to kick a ball the way I mean, it's so precise that, you know, professional footballers who play every day, you know, cock it up all the time. So yeah, I don't know whether there is some kind maybe not yet, but a kind of drug that would make you like basically you have to like slow down time which i'm sure a lot of drugs make you feel like you're doing but, <laughs> yeah um and whether or not i actually well the only thing i have heard i know that a lot of mma fights obviously i don't know whether they do this in professional bouts or whatever but 
I know that a lot of MMA people, when they train and when they spar, they uh, like microdose mushrooms. Interesting. Um, and I've heard that that can make you feel like, and whether again, whether or not it's actually true or not, but it said it makes them feel like they're, you know, like a step ahead, which is quite interesting. But, um, but yeah, so maybe, maybe people will be eating the mushrooms uh, whilst playing football and they can slow down time, bend time. Yeah, or um, think they're doing or, that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Staring Either way, it'd be great to, great entertainment. It'd be great to watch. Oh, yeah. I say drug them all up. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Cal, moving on. We got Sony uh, Santa Monica Studio. Uh, they're currently based in Playa Vista, California, formed in 1989 as an internal PlayStation studio. Their last release was God of War Ragnarok in 2022 on PS4 and PS5, and the DLC that just came out, Valhalla, in December 2023. So God of War 2018 director Corey Barlog stepped away from directing its sequel to work on a new project at Sony Santa Monica. There is also a rumored original God of War 2005 remake in the works. I don't know if it's tied directly to Santa Monica, but it's just a rumor that that exists somewhere, has been worked on. But we just got uh, Valhalla from Sony Santa Monica. Do you think it's going to be a while? Do you think we get maybe a tease from that Corey Barlog title? Or yeah, I don't you think know. it's a... similar to Guerrilla, it's just a studio that's kind of fell off my radar just because I didn't play Ragnarok. I, I don't even own it um, yet. Um, and I don't know why, because I loved. God of War 2018. I love the God of War series. Um, it's, it's just one of those games I need to get to, and I'm sure I'll adore it. And I and and I'm glad the similar for Horizon. I'm glad the DLC has come out before I've even played it because it might you know uh, add on a little bit better. And it's free, so um, yeah, really need to get into that um, before I really because it's for me like I, I I kind of if I'm not playing a game from a studio, I generally don't even think about them unless they make some announcement. Um, so when they announced the Valhalla DLC, that was the first time I really, Sony Santa Monica were really sort of on my radar again. Um, but yeah, I mean, God of War 2018 is amazing. I'm sure Ragnarok's amazing. So whatever they do next will be great. And I'd love to see some some kind of look back to the old God of Wars because um, they're in their own right, arguably, I mean, God of War 3 is probably my favorite one. Um, so I'd like to see um, the the first two kind of get uh, kind of brought up to to speed a little. Yeah, I would love to see, um, and maybe not even Santa Monica. Like, give, give it a blue point, like some kind of yeah. that same level that Blue Point does, where they bring back a game and just update every aspect of it, but they keep the heart <clears> of it <throat> there, and they're not really making a lot of wild changes. Do something <clears throat> like that with the God of War uh, series. You'd, ex you'd expect something like that. Like, is essentially like a beat 'em up, isn't it? Um, or a slasher, I suppose. Right. Um, like surely there's just lots of studios that would be chomping at the bit to make something like that because again it doesn't have to be massive it just you know like like a blue point kind of style thing but um and that, that's putting it lightly because they always go to like the nth degree of quality but yeah um but yeah you know god of war is just a fun slashing kind of game and i think they'll probably have to do some quality of life improvements especially with where certain like certain puzzles and finding certain things it was always a bit of a pain in the ass, um to like missing stuff and i always felt i was always like trying to explore every nook and cranny and it gets a bit annoying but um but yeah it, it, i'd love to see the the first two especially get some love um because they're very likely showing their age now yeah for sure this that's going back to the ps2 era so well they're, they're stranded on ps3 anyway because you can only play god of war one and two via the ps3 uh, like HD collection versions, you can only stream them unless you want to plug in a PS3, which I think anyone does. Right. Um, so, yeah, difficult to play as well. So, it makes sense mm. for sure. 
Um, but do you know what else is stranded on the PS3? What? Resistance. <laughs> so let's get that as well. True. True. You know what? I think I when we went back and did our book club, I think I played it a mix by I mixed uh, streaming the game through PS mm. Now or whatever the equivalent was back then, and then I did buy the disc at some point because mm. I have my PS3 as well. But it, yeah, these games are locked to where it's like it's not easy to just kind of go. You know, I want to play this today. You got to yeah. do some research. Yeah. Awesome, Callum. All right, we're winding down here. We got Team Asobi. <clears throat> Team Asobi is formed, was formed in 2012 as internal part of the Sony Jap- Japan studio based in Tokyo. They're known for the Playroom, Playroom VR, Astrobot Rescue Mission, and Astro's Playroom. So the last release was Astro's Playroom, mm-hmm. Astro's Playroom in 2020 on PS5 as a launch title. I absolutely love that game. Uh, I want, I really want to see what they do next. I imagine it's mm-hmm. something in the Astro world, but absolutely give me more platforming and just awesomeness from them. What do you think? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do. They're obviously super talented at making these kind of like bite-sized experiences and it could go one of two ways. It could, they could sort of carry on in that trend. I mean, I don't know. It kind of loses its charm uh, because it's kind of all of the stuff they've done is always like an introduction or an introductory thing, uh, which has always been good. Like, I remember playing Playroom VR and I loved that. Um, like the rescue mission um, sort of thing was really, really cool. Um, but I don't know whether, but now there's no real, I mean, they could do a VR2 one, I guess, but I'd assume that would already be out um just because of how it normally works but i'd like to see them yeah do something um but yeah there's just no tech related things for them to latch on to and also it's been four years now so or well i suppose closer to three but um yeah so they're obviously doing something um and yeah they the quality of their games is always top top level so yeah i'm excited i want to see what they work on and maybe give them like they ditch the kind of, we're used to these cute, you know, bite-sized experiences and they give them an open world, you know, freaking World War II game or something like just really go nuts with it. But I would, I would be interested to see what that studio does because they're really, mm. really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very interesting. I think a lot, all of these are all very um, interesting and in, in as soon as they say something, it's going to be you know, oh, yeah. worth a look. Positive or negative, I'm sure there might be some stinkers awaiting us, but um, I'm sure Absolutely. mostly positive. Yeah. <laughs> All right, come our last one here, winding down the first party PlayStation Studio recap. We got Sucker Punch. They're acquired in 2011. They're based in Bellevue, Washington. They're known for Sly Cooper, Infamous, and Ghosts of Tsushima. Their last release was Ghosts of Tsushima on PS4 in 2020. There was Ghosts of Tsushima Legends, a co-op game in 2021. I completely forgot about. A movie adaptation of Ghosts of Tsushima is also in development. Uh, Chad Stileski, who's known for John Wick, is leading the project. So that's a movie being based in that world. Great. Do you think it's imagine? I imagine all hands on for the sequel to Tsushima at Sucker Punch. Yeah, I need to play the DLC for that as well. I'd, I'd like to go back to it, um, to be honest. But I'd have, I mean, you're going to laugh at me, but I'd have to see if there's a separate trophy list before I did. God. Um, but, but yeah, because I want to play the DLC because I know that there was DLC released for it too. But it, oh yeah, yeah the I separate islands. Yeah, 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 yeah. I loved Ghost of Tsushima. It was it was a lockdown game, wasn't it? I want to say so. Yeah, because I remember very specifically being like just playing it like nonstop, like twenty four seven until I beat it, um, as well as some other games during that period. But um, yeah, I loved it. It was really good. I don't know. It is one of those games where maybe I don't know if I'd have the energy to hundred percent it again, though. That's the only thing. So maybe maybe I'll I'll go through it again and just sort of critical path it because it's definitely a lot a lot you don't have to do as well. 
Yeah, yeah. That one is, uh, I think we talked about it years ago when it came out where it didn't latch on to me as much as I wanted to mm. at the beginning. I put it on hold for a couple of months and then I jumped back in. I want to say it was when they did the PS5 um, 60 frame oh, per second nice, yeah. mode. Yeah. And it just felt like a next gen game to me. And I just gave it another shot and it just mm. absolutely infiltrated my brain. But I was also. What was interesting was it came to PS4 and it, it almost had before its time a lot of the next gen kind of stuff like the loading screens were basically non-existent true it ran at a really good frame rate and this is on base ps4 and it and it was like a really small file size as well so i remember even you know with the ps5 around the corner at that time everyone was just like this is already like loading no loading screens you know really fluid gameplay um so yeah i'd really like to try on ps5 um to, to just see it at even better sort of levels and I think, so I imagine it's all hands on deck for the next Tsushima mm. entry, but I'm also very excited the fact that we're now so far away from these PS4, PS5 releases that I imagine the next one is going to be only PS5, and I can't wait to see what that looks like running just tailor-made for PS5. It already looks so beautiful on PS4. I can't imagine, mm -hmm. and I'm just so stoked to see what that would look like. I have no idea story-wise if we stay in that same island. Tsushima is the island, right? So I imagine that it yes. still has to be there unless it's ghost yeah. of something else. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to know how it's named or what it's going to be. But we've also got that Rise of the Ronin, which I don't know necessarily similar. I think it's a bit more of a... Um, is, is it? It's not... Is it um, Team Ninja? Rise of the Ronin? Who's making Rise of the Ronin? I know that's an upcoming game. People are talking about it, and I don't yeah. know who's making that. Is it similar? Well, I say it's similar to Ghost of Tsushima in that it's you know, got a Japanese warrior in it. Uh, yeah, Team Ninja. And I love Team Ninja. Um, so I'm really excited for that as well. That's just reminded me about it, about this. Um, uh, but yeah, so hopefully that will kind of get me, when Rise of the Ronin comes out, so I'm definitely going to play that. Hopefully that will kind of get me back in the mood for um you know this kind of thing um but yeah rise of the Ronin, that's great um and team ninja are so so good i, I loved um stranger of paradise uh mm. final fantasy origin game i played that recently so i'm just come to playstation plus and they they did that and it was amazing and i know they did an io which i haven't played yeah uh, i think i might play those and did they do woe long was that them or was that someone else but woe long, woe long was great as well. i think that's someone else but for these games, they're they have that uh, souls like you know mm. aspect to them, and I know they're not for me, so I always tune out whenever they. Yeah, whenever well, they th that's it. the thing. Like I, I'm not, as you know, I don't really like Dark Souls. I find them a bit just ridiculous and and like in just the darkest way. Like they're just not enjoyable for me. But mm. Team Ninja stuff, I think, is just so much more. It's much more gamey. Like okay, for me, it's a lot. It doesn't really concentrate on necessarily like immersing and building like this crazy world around you it does still do that but it's a lot more focused on just gamey stuff like loot and you know improving your character and trying different like armors and um more of that kind of loot based stuff uh, from what i've played in some of their games but uh, the arise around is really cool i'm interested to see um what it's like yeah that's cool um that might scratch the itch of tsushima for for a while mm. but um yeah now, Tsushima was 2020. We're in, going into 2024. I would love to see this year a tease for the next mm. one, some kind of CG thing. Uh, I don't think we'll see gameplay this year. I imagine like a 2025 kind of thing, but I would love to see them start hyping it up and confirming that's what they're working on. Um, 
But that ends our first party recap. Um, I did pull up the last state of play because I imagine that's really what we're waiting for to see some confirmation from mm. Sony on what's what's going on down the line. The last state of play was September of 2023, but that did focus on more third party stuff. I'm hoping we get Q1, we get in the next couple of months a focus on what's coming out for for from first party PlayStation in 2024, maybe going to 2025 as well. <clears throat> Yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming out as well. You know, we kind of got out this year with all these releases and it's just straight away. I mean, February is packed uh, with stuff that I'm interested in. Um, you got hell Are you, you going to play the Suicide Squad game? I don't think so. Um, I did try. <laughs> so there's, of course, online, people have been tearing apart because uh, different outlets got to, got to do impressions and they were mm. mixed, but mostly negative. I did play the closed beta, which they actually dropped the embargo on it, I think to coincide with the kind of negative response from outlets. So that mm. closed beta uh, embargo lifted. I played a good two hours of it. I did not like it. Um, I'm not a fan yeah. of these games as a service usually, but with the multiplayer stuff and just like the HUD was, and it's been burned online, but like the HUD is so confusing and just like littered with stuff. The actual core gameplay, like the movement felt fun. It was fast, but it just also felt like such mm -hmm. a weird, it's like a Fortnite version of what this is. And if you think back to like the Arkham series that they have been very famous for recently, like how they nailed that feeling, Going into this just seems really radical, and I don't know how that game's going to be received when it comes out. Yeah, it's definitely one I keep my eye on. I don't think I'll play it just mainly because I don't really have an interest in the, in the kind of um, IP. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I don't think it's going to be as bad as maybe it seems. I, I just don't think it can be. Um, either way, people are going. A lot of people are going to play it just because it's Suicide Squad, and I'm sure it will do really well. But um, yeah, I've just looked at a list of the games coming out in February and it's ridiculous. There is one thing I did want to actually say. I don't know if you ever played the uh, Star Wars Phantom Menace game on PS1. No. Okay, it's a, it's a great game. Um, it's super hard, but it's, it's, it's so good. And it's coming to PlayStation Plus Premium, uh, I think, like coming up. So I was thinking of maybe grabbing it because it's... Uh, it now is this separate funny. from like the pod racing thing? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a it's just a movie tie-in game. Um, and I remember when I was younger, I used to make my dad play it because uh, I wasn't good enough to beat it uh, <laughs> on the PC. But I think the PS One version is the same. Um, but yeah, it's I'm pulling up footage now. So they this is releasing. Uh, is it this month or February? Yeah, I think it's like the next drop. Um, so that, that's the first time I'll probably make use of PlayStation Plus Premium. Um, is to play that, but uh, yeah, if you want a, I'm sure, extremely frustrating old Star Wars game, and this is okay, this is the one for you. <laughs> I didn't realize I wanted that in life, but I will maybe, yeah, but it's just, I, just, I just noticed that I thought such a random choice. I know Star Wars is massive, but the Phantom Menace PS1 game is so random. I mean, we're also getting the Dark Forces remastered, so there's some good old school Star Wars games coming as well, which. Uh, is quite cool because um, I think that's where Star Wars was best was in in some of these early obscure video games. So I'm looking forward to playing those again. Yeah, it's a weird out of left field one, but I wonder if it also comes down to just like, hey, the rights, you know, mm, came yeah, up yeah. and it's super easy yeah. to like get this one, and yeah. we need something to fill into this. Next and I'm sure, until... I'm sure the Phantom Menace especially will have a huge like nostalgia um, attachment to it. 
um yeah i know a lot of people sort of around my age who also have that same kind of attachment to us i think i was just in the zeitgeist at the right time uh, for it but um yeah so i might give that a download i'll probably like get an hour through it and i'll be like this is so horrible to play (laughs) um but yeah nice callum awesome well we'll end it there for the week um the l2r2 playstation podcast callum where can they find you on the twitters online um oh god i can't even remember what my tw- uh oh it's bear munro if, bear if Monroe. you want to yeah and i don't really go on i don't say much on there anymore but yeah let's go on and read funny football things mostly <laughs> oh don't you see my little little dog in the background trying to she's slightly blurred but she's yeah, trying to blurry. get involved <laughs> 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 nice calm or you can keep up with the show as well on twitter at plastic Card pod and on youtube tiktoks instagram the whole shebang we'll end it there for this week calm if you'll tell the good people out there good night good night Selected.